T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ray and Glenn on 94 WIP. Zach Berman covers the Philadelphia Eagles for The Athletic. You can find him on Twitter at ZBerm, B-E-R-M. He is the author of Underdogs, a fine book. While we are you know, spent a lot of time this weekend uh, recounting that great Super Bowl and Zach did a terrific book about it. Joins us now. Fresh for, are you still down in Mobile or are you uh, back home? Back from Mobile. So there you go. Back Philly, although I enjoyed, I enjoyed being down there at the Senior Bowl. I'm sure. Uh, and that is an event where the story is usually less the game than the week leading up to it. And you wrote a story that while you were gone um, was part of causing a great fuss in this town. I'm just going to read you a, a paragraph from Zach's story. There were four Eagles representatives together on the sidelines of a senior bowl practice Tuesday afternoon. Three of them could be easily picked out of a lineup. GM Howie Roseman, Coach Nick Sirianni, offensive line coach Jeff Statlin. The fourth was less recognizable to the average Eagles fan, but he's someone with a growing presence in the organization. It was Julian Lurie, son of the Eagles owner, Jeff Lurie. Um, there's been a lot of hubbub about Julian Lurie, um, you know, kind of moving into the organization. And I think a lot of unreasonable concern among fans. So let me just start by asking you, uh, I've never met Julian Lurie. I've never spoken to him. I don't really even know if you have, but... What is your sense of who he is and how his role is going to develop? Well, he's, he's someone who is being groomed, if you will, to take over the team. And, and, and when that is, it's, it's not as if there's a, a firm timeline on that. But he, so he, he's, he grew up in the area, of course. He went to Harvard. He worked for the NFL's rotational program, which is a, a two-year program where you see different parts of the league offices, um, and and now he's he's really learning things from the team side. So he's going to have a growing presence because eventually he'll be running the team. What it, it, I I would say this is somewhat a standard operating procedure for children of owners who take over the team that 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 you observe different parts of the operation as opposed to just one day taking it over. So. I, I don't think it's, a, it's, it's necessarily a surprise, but I definitely think it's noteworthy for Eagles fans because you're going to hear his name more and more in the coming years. Zach, do you get the feeling um, that how far off do you think this could be? I mean, Jeff, to me, looks like he, I don't think he's ready to step aside yeah. any, any day soon. Um, when do you think this transition to, you know, Jeff kind of becoming owner emeritus and and Julian kind of becoming the day-to-day the -day functioning owner. What, how far down the road do you think that is? 
I would imagine that that's fairly far down the road as as long as 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 Jeffrey's able and in good health. I, I think he's going to be running a team. You know, he, he it's it's his it's his job. He enjoys it, and uh, and he's obviously competitive and 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 wants to be around the Eagles. I I don't see him taking a backseat as as long as he's able to be the owner of the organization. Okay. Let's talk about what you just uh, witnessed down there. Um, there was also a lot of talk this week about Malik Willis. I have to be honest with you, your colleague, Bo Wolf, I, I, who I respect a lot, and you guys do terrific work together at The Athletic, did a mock draft the other day that had Malik Willis coming to the Eagles at pick 16. <laughs> I'm not asking you to defend your colleague's work, but do you? is that a possibility? Is this something that we, we should be looking at as a realistic um, – well, I, I'm I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll kind of explain the logic there. That was a Senior Bowl only mock draft, and the reality is, for a team that has three first round picks, it's hard to do a a Senior Bowl only mock draft without a quarterback in the first round, because most of the top players there were quarterbacks, right? When you look at at, at the first round caliber players, this was a rare year where. Uh, five of the six top quarterbacks in the draft were at the Senior Bowl. And uh, to kind of give you perspective, last year the four top quarterbacks taken were not at the Senior Bowl. Uh, so I don't necessarily know if, if it's the type of thing where he's saying they're going to take a quarterback. But when you have three first-rounders, uh, you, you have the ability to make a, a luxury pick, if you, if you will. And Malik Willis is someone who definitely helped himself in, in Mobile, you know, for for those who were curious how he would look in person, for those who were curious how he would do against a better level of competition, uh, there's he's the quarterback in the draft who you look at and you say he has the best chance of being near the top. There's a lot of development there, but I think the ceiling is highest with him. That's interesting uh, because I – I, 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 Glenn and I talked about it yesterday, and Glenn was asking me to sort of give some people a, a cue. If you're going to watch the game, who should you be looking for? And I, and I said Willis was a guy you have to watch just to kind of see what he is. But I got I to tell you, Zach, to me, this guy has boom or bust written all over him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I just think this. I, I'm not denying that the skill set is, is – I mean, it's there. I mean, you saw in this game yesterday, you didn't see much in terms of passing, but you saw he could certainly run. Uh, and I guess during the week, and you were down there during the week, so you saw practices, uh, and I guess he impressed people with his arm. But, I mean, I saw I only saw one game this year that he played, um, and I saw his game against Ole Miss. And maybe that's unfair, because that was, the, that was the, worst game, the worst game that he had. It was the best competition he faced, but it was the worst game that he had. He was, he was sacked a ton, he threw a bunch of interceptions, and frankly looked overmatched. I, you know, conceding the fact that he definitely has talent, i got to tell you, Zach, I think he is so far away from being ready to play in the NFL. It would have to be a team that will be prepared to just almost redshirt him for at least one year, maybe two, because he, right now, I mean, getting him up to NFL speed is going to take a while. You're right, and, 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 and really, that's, that's the word, too, is that you would need to be patient with him. Uh, but as, as far as the reviews that he got in terms of his arm, there was a practice on Wednesday in the pouring rain. Like, it, it was – we were drenched at the end of practice. And that's the, that could be a good test for a quarterback. And the ball came out of his hand differently than the other quarterbacks there. I mean, I mean that's just the truth in watching it. So if you look at it purely from a tools perspective, 
and you say who has the best tools that you can develop into a top-of-the-league quarterback, I would have to say Willis. Now, Kenny Pickett has more polish, obviously, and it's, it's, it catches your attention when, uh, when, when Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, says that he has some Joe Burrow about his personality when talking about Kenny Pickett. But Malik Willis was the, was the quarterback there who you said, if, if you coach him up and you develop him, similar to Josh Allen a few years ago, this is what he can become. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the, those first three picks, um, assuming the Eagles keep him, or maybe you can tell us you don't think they'll, they'll keep him. Uh, give us the names of some people you like down there, a certain direction you think the Eagles may go with those picks. Sure. Well, as, as far as the players down there, um, I would say Jermaine Johnson, the edge rusher from Florida uh, State, Ray, is a, is a, is a player a to watch. Mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, he, he spent a year at Georgia after junior college. We all saw how good that Georgia defense was. Transferred to Florida State for more opportunity and just blew up at Florida State. Had 12 sacks, uh, fit everything you look for from a height, weight, speed perspective, and can play a, a, against the run. Now, I would be shocked if the Eagles don't take an edge rusher in the first round. This happens to be a very good edge rusher draft, and most of those edge rushers are, are, are underclassmen. So I, I didn't see them at okay, the senior yeah, bowl. Yeah. But among the senior edge rushers, I would say Johnson's the one who really jumps out. Yeah, that, that was – we were talking about this again, and Glenn and I were talking about this yesterday, sort of previewing the game. And, um, and that was what I said. I thought that everything that I kind of knew going into this game was – that the strength of this group of guys that was down in Mobile was in the defensive front seven. There was a lot of really good players down there, uh, and I think they showed it in the game. Uh, there was, uh, I think, the, the the one team had eight or nine sacks in this game, uh, and a lot of and a lot of those defensive linemen showed really well. What I thought was kind of interesting was you mentioned Jermaine Johnson, who I agree with you. Probably out of the guys there was the best player. Um, he didn't even stay for the game, right? I mean, he practiced a couple days just. Just, just killed it in practice, was really great in practice, and just packed up and went home and didn't even bother staying for the game. I, I, you know, I don't, is this like a new thing, Zach? Because I don't remember guys doing that in the past. Yeah, I mean, if, if you play as well as he did on, on Wednesday and Thursday, I don't know how much more there is to prove. Um, and, and, and you saw top prospects in past years go for the interviews and for the weigh-in, but not necessarily the practice in the game. Um, I, I can only imagine Johnson helped himself down there. Uh, and, you know, in, in, in the game, I, I know Winfrey from, from Oklahoma looked good, and he looked good all, all week too. But I, I agree that, that Johnson was the best player I saw at the senior bowl. All right, one more thing I want to ask you about, uh, and I'll ask you it this way. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being metaphysical certitude, Zach Berman, what are the chances – that Jalen Hurts is your starting quarterback week one next year? I would say seven. Um, and I say that because if, if Russell Wilson is, in fact, if, if, if he is available, it would surprise me if they don't at least explore it. Knowing the way they view Russell Wilson, knowing the way that, that they view the quarterback position, and, and – that's not necessarily a, a knock on Jalen Hurts. Russ Wilson's the type of player who can change a franchise. I, I think of the Broncos in 2012 making the postseason with Tim Tebow, and they go out and they get Peyton Manning, and they're in the Super Bowl the next season. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm not saying the Eagles can follow that path, but the delta between Jalen Hurts 
and Russell Wilson is fairly significant. Um, short of them acquiring a top-of-the-league type quarterback, a Russell Wilson type, I would, I would really say Jalen Hurts would be the quarterback next year. I don't see them in the market for that next tier, whether it's a Jimmy Garoppolo or Kirk Cousins. Um, and then if they draft a quarterback, which I wouldn't rule out, I think it would be more of an upside play than a day one guy. Uh, so I would say if it's not Jalen Hurts, then you're looking at an all-pro caliber player, whether it's Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, that type of player. Zach, are you, are you going out to Los Angeles for Super Bowl? I am not. I am not. We're well covered there at the, at, at the Athletic at the Super Bowl, so I, I look forward to watching it at home. How much, do you think, how much do you think the Brian Flory story is going to dominate the conversation out in Los Angeles? It's going to be huge. It, it was a huge topic down in Alabama, and it should be a big topic, right? Um, but, uh, you know, and it's, it's it, especially with, with, what, two jobs left or three jobs left now, the, you know, the, the Saints, the Dolphins, the Texans, um, people are going to be watching those jobs closely. Uh, so I, I, am, I imagine it's, it's going to be a dominant topic, whether it's in interviews or at the bar stools in Los Angeles. It is going to be a f- – <laughs> and many people will be on those bar stools. There's no question <laughs> about that. Zach, uh, always a pleasure. Again, read him in The Athletic. Follow him at ZBerm on uh, Twitter. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks, uh, Zach. Be well. There you go. Yeah, Jermaine Johnson. Really good player. Uh, you were talking about him yesterday. You were all you geeked up to watch him. Really, really good player. He's will he last to pick uh, uh, 15, 16? Very unlikely. Yeah. I think he's a top 10. Trade up um, a little bit, maybe? Maybe. Um, but just, I mean, just Cliff's Notes version of him. He's 6'5", 255, runs a 4'6". Um, smart player. There aren't too many guys that you see at this point that have – both power and technique. You know, when you're looking at college, especially at that, that position, the edge rush position, you generally will get one or the other. You'll get a guy that's got raw power, but he needs to be developed. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have a guy that's got great technique, but, you know, he needs to build himself up. He needs to improve on, on his size and strength. Um, Jermaine Johnson is the rare guy who has both power and technique uh, and also plays with a, <laughs> with a decided mean streak. Um, so, I mean, I thought that there was no question he was going to be one of the best players down there. As it turns out, he went down there and he was the best player down there to yeah. the point where he had two practices and just said, you know, I'm done. <laughs> then didn't Smart. even stay for the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't want to get hurt for that, for a game that doesn't mean a thing. No, no. So, um, you know, I thought that he was, I honestly, when I was looking at him, I was thinking, I was, at, I was wondering just what you asked me. Is there a chance that he could last to 15? when the Eagles have their first pick. Um, and I kind of thought with the quarterbacks maybe sneaking in there, picking up a couple spots maybe earlier, that there was a chance that he might get to 15. But after what he did down in Mobile, I think don't think there's any chance. I think he's now a top-10 player. Let's get Will in Jenkintown. You're on with Ray and Glenn. Hi- oh, wait. Ooh. You know what? I did that. I'm sorry. I hung up on the guy. Um, Will, that's me. Call back, and I'll get you right on. I, I apologize for that. Scott Nabbington is on with Ray and Glenn. Hey, Scott. Hey, uh, before I get to my Rich Gotai point, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud, uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, I mean, as TV guys, Glenn, you should remember that the uh, Sopranos had a bunch of one-off directors from episode to episode, mm-hmm. and that was uh, quite successful for them. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, so back so to Gotai. It's the Eagle strategy moving ahead. There you go. <laughs> so, um, 
you know, you're listening on the, the New York press, but you're, you're forgetting the best headline I think I've ever seen in sports. It was a picture of Coatsite with the Jets owner on the cover. It said, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. That so was just, great. And you know the other <laughs> thing I remember? Uh, this was the Giants. Remember uh, Ray Hanley, who was the – did he replace Parcells, Ray? Yes. Okay. When he just started losing and losing and losing, one of the New York papers – it was either the Post or the Daily News – and, and Hanley had this huge forehead without a lot of hair on it, had a close-up of him, and it had a gas tank gauge on his forehead on empty. And that, to me, was classic. <laughs> All right, take it easy, guys. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, he, was, he followed Parcells, which was a, a tough act to follow. Yeah, yeah. And he was, was he the defense coordinator there? And Backfield coach. The what coach? Backfield coach. Backfield. Oh, okay. Well. And that was and that, and that was it. wasn't that It wasn't that Parcells said, uh, you know, uh, sort of anointed him as his successor. Um, George Young, who was the general manager, yeah, I knew George. really, yeah, and George, and George is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he was a really good administrator. He's the guy that hired Parcells in the first place. Um, but he thought that Hanley had what it takes to to do that job and to do it in New York. And boy, he couldn't. <laughs> he could not have been more wrong. He was. He was so he was so in over his head as yeah. both as a head coach and especially trying to be the head coach in that media market. I mean that was that was just a disaster. Yeah, tidy kind of thing. George Young, by the way, who was the GM of the Giants, um, now in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Yes, he is. And I, I remember him for among other things, he had a huge set of ears. But yes, he um, he once called me during my son's birthday party. Oh yeah, which well, because it it was, pre, and I know for you still, but it was pre cell phone. Ray, you could not be a newspaper reporter without a cell phone these days. You do know that, right? No, oh, yeah. Okay, I fully acknowledge that. Okay, but this was in the day before you had a cell phone, and I was doing a story. I don't remember what the story was, but I had to talk to George Young. And one thing about him is he was really good at calling. He, re- he returned every phone call. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer, which certainly had a little bit of, of status behind it, right? You're not writing for the East Jibip Gazette. You're no. writing for the Philadelphia Inquirer. But, you know, you would still um, call a lot of places, and they're like, I'm not calling that guy back. But I called him for a story, and, like, he's not, you know, Mr. Young's not available right now. It's, uh, let me leave a message. And, um... Again, no cell phones, so it was my son's, like, his third... I just remember, it was my son's little birthday party. We're, like, running around in the backyard doing all kinds of stuff, and the phone rings. It's like, ah, should I get the phone or just, like, you know, we're about to cut the cake. And I went and said it was George Young, and, like, I had to talk to him. So for, like, 45 minutes, I left my son's birthday party to talk to George Young. George was... That's... You described him perfectly. George returned... Every phone yeah. call. And the other guy, the other guy who was like that. was my son's birthday. And the other guy who was like that was Tex Ram. Yeah, I never had the you, uh, occasion. If you called if you called his office and his, his, his secretary, I, I know her well, her name was Suzanne Mitchell, and you talk. And you talk <laughs> well, that's, see, that's the first smart thing, is if you know secretaries and know their names, that's a trick. That's a newspaper reporter trick. Always be nice to the secretary. Well, I spent so much time in Dallas during those years that I got to know pretty much everybody. Yeah, but I knew Rich if, Dalrymple down there. Yeah. Who just retired, by the way. And the guys before him was Doug Todd. But, I mean, I, I knew all of those guys. And um, if you called and you got, you know, I'd like to speak to Mr. Schramm, got put through. Suzanne answered the phone, said who you were. I need to talk to Tex about this or that. Should say he's in a meeting right now, but I'll have him call you. And I mean, within an hour, Tex was on the phone. He returned every single phone call, and George Young was the same way. Yeah, and was generous of his time. Yes. I mean, he called me back. Again, I don't remember what the story was, but he called me back, 
And rather than talk to me for three minutes, he just like kept going. And my wife's looking at me through the window of the backyard, like mad, but you know, what am I going to do? But Ray, you just, uh, before we go to the break, I just want to say for anybody out there who's an aspiring journalist or plans to be in uh, any kind of thing where you read, need to reach people of power, mm-hmm. what Ray just said is a great tip. Whoever answers the phone in that person's office is somebody you should get to know by name and always be nice to because that person controls access. Yep. So that you remembered Mildred in Tex Schramm's office, or Molly, or what was her name? <laughs> it wasn't Mildred or Molly? No, was it, was it? Ne- it was neither of those. Uh, it was, what was, it it was Suzanne Mitchell. Oh, Mitchell, that's where I thought. Okay. Um, and know that name and remember it, and when you call up, you know, Ray, are your kids doing Suzanne? Oh, that's good. Little Jimmy's in third grade now. That's great. Hey, uh, when Tex is available, uh, just have him give me a call. There you go. Ray the Charmer. Yeah. You know that uh, you mentioned Rich Dalrymple, who became the head of the PR operation. Yeah, he was a good guy. A very nice fellow. And uh, I also got to know his secretary. And Troy Aikman Aikman wound up marrying her. Is that right? Yeah, Troy Aikman married the PR director's secretary. Well, there you have it. There you go. What was her name? (sighs) No, you didn't forget. I think I might have. All right. Well, they're they're no longer together. Was she in Aikman or she in Dalrymple? Uh, no, she and uh, no. Uh, well, she left the Cowboys, and she also left Troy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an, that's another story for another day. <laughs> All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Ray Danger, Glenn Mack. Now we'll get some calls next segment on ninety four WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.